0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So today is a day the Lord has made and I'm glad that we were all able to partake in it. And it's a pleasure as always and an honor to come up here and bring you a word from the Lord. And it's always my prayer that you leave better than you arrive, amen, and I just pray that I continue to allow God to use me to be a vessel to bring forth his message, because it is his, um, and just want to be used however he pleased to do so, right, so a few months ago, I delivered a sermon entitled Overcomer, right, Overcomer, where I spoke about offenses, all right, And uh, in fact, our scripture reading on this morning, it came from Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4. Do we have any AAA batteries? If not, I'm trying to save it. So we know offenses are going to come, but the difference or the decision that we have to make is how we react to those offenses, right? The message on this morning is a continuation on that idea. So uh, we're going to talk about these two things, a chance and a choice, a chance and a choice. Every day that we wake up, we're given these two things, a chance and a choice. Right? God blesses us with a chance, a chance to trust him. At his word, a chance to lean on him for all that we need, a chance to grow closer with him. And with those chances, we also have a choice, a choice to believe or not, a choice to trust him or not, and a choice to rely on him or not. But at the end of the day, whichever way we go with our, ch- with, with our choices, rather, is ours that we have to live with. Right? It's ours that we have to live with. Every chance that we get, we have choices that we have to make. Yeah. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 6 in the New King James Version. The Bible says, a time to gain, a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. In the NLT version, the New Living Translation version it says, "A time to search and a time to quit searching." Uh, some people may take that as dating advice, but a time to keep and a time to throw away. And then you have the King James version, it says, "A time to keep and a time." correction, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. Everyone say cast away. Cast away. Thank you. So here in the Ecclesiastes, we see that in life, there are, is a time and a place for everything. Yeah. Right? A time and a place for everything. One thing some of us have difficulty with is throwing or casting away. Yeah. Right, Especially Casting or throwing away things from our past, we've experienced things in life that we find ourselves holding on to. Some of us may feel as though we can't cast it or throw it away because we're just too hurt or traumatized by whatever it was. But I'm here to tell you that God has a different plan. Amen. Our plan, without God's presence, is a problem. Right. Again, our plan without God's presence is a problem. And you can put that on a T-shirt, all right? You're going to have to help me out, Hamilton. You can go to the next slide. Appreciate it. So in First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, it says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. One thing we find ourselves doing is building or putting up walls, right? When we hold on to these things, we build or we put up walls. The idea behind putting up walls mentally is to protect us, right? It's to protect us. So it's for our defense. We get hurt, we put up a wall. We get let down, we put up a wall. We get offended or disappointed, we put up a wall. We say things like, they will never get a chance to hurt me like that again. The thing is, the walls that we've built and put up in, appreciate it, put up in defense, the walls that we've built as a defense mechanism is in fact a prison. Right? It's a prison. The things that we've constructed in our minds to protect us, to provide us a safe space, to provide us a sense of security, now imprisons us. Right. It prevents us from moving forward. It prevents us from living our lives to the, and, and reaching our fullest potential. Right. The thing is, we all have a past. Every one of us. We all have a past. Will you allow your past to prevent you from living your best life to the fullest? Where y'all get these remotes from, man? These things dead, too? There we go. Paul. Paul, speaking of someone with a past, this man, he has a past. Right? He has a past. And we spoke about it on Wednesday. Right, Wednesday night Bible class, if you're not in attendance, you're missing some good eating provided by Brother Jackson. Amen. So Paul, initially named Saul, persecuted everyone who was of the way, right? The way of Christ. He began his persecution campaign for anyone who believed in Christ. And like Paul, some of us have a past prior to our conversion, right? Prior to us obeying christ and like paul some people will keep us reminded of our past prior to our conversion right so people remember how you used to act people remember what you used to do people remember what you used to say and how you used to carry yourself but they won't let you live it down they won't let you let it go right they have a hard time uh accepting the fact that you've changed for the better, right? Even after his conversion, Paul still had a past, right? So he had a past before his interaction with Christ on Damascus road. And then even after Christ, he still suffered and had a past after that. Let's check this out. So go to the next slide. So 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 27. Says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant, and stripes above measure, and prisons more frequently, and deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 minus one. Right? So he'd been hit 39 times, five times. Wow. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. At night, a night and a day, I've been in a deep and journeys often and perils of water and perils of robbers and perils of my own countrymen and perils of the Gentiles and perils in the city. This man is always in danger, right? In perils in the wilderness and perils in the sea in perils among false brethren, and weariness and toil, and sleeplessness often, and hunger and thirst, and fastings often, and cold and even nakedness, right? And nakedness. And even after Paul's conversion, he still went all went through all of this for Christ's sake. Literally. For Christ's sake. The things he used to subject Christians to, he experienced them as well, All right? But, there's a but, but he kept the faith, All right? He kept the faith. Now, I, I, I want to illustrate something for you of how we are as uh Christians as we hold on to things, right? Uh, so, Brother Jerry, you got that bag right in front of that chair, right? So, in, in, in that bag, you open it up. You can sit down. But in that bag is offenses, right? In that bag is some offenses. I want you to take offense out. What the, read what the offense is. Sibling issues. Sibling issues. Talk to me. So we've got sibling issues, right? This is, a fish, uh, this is a, uh, uh, an offense that some of us deal with, right? Some of the offenses that some of us hold on to, right? What's another offense you got? Trust violated. Trust violated. Somebody violated my trust, right? Toss it to me. So we're holding on to these offenses, right? With, with these two things, I can still function, right? I can put them in one hand and I can still use my other hand. But I'm still not at my max potential because I'm holding on to things, right? But the thing is, if somebody run up, I can still score up and I can throw these hands, right? So, but these are the things that we're holding on to. Some of us trust issues, right? Some of us sibling issues. What's, what's another thing you got? Hurt feelings. Toss it to me. Somebody hurt my feelings. Somebody hurt my feelings, and I wanted to tell them about it, even if I did tell them about it. They act like they didn't care. You know They disregarded my feelings again. and it hurt me deeper. What else you got? Ignore. Ignore. Somebody they just completely disregarded me. you know They disregarded what I had to say. They disregarded what I felt, or how I felt, you know what I mean? I just feel completely disregarded. But these are the things that I'm going to hold on to. What, what else you got? Feeling insignificant. Feeling insignificant. Mm. I don't feel important to you. You just make me feel like I just don't matter to you. Do I matter to you? You know? Do you do you care about me at all? Like, do I matter to you? What else you got? Lied to and on. Lied to and on. Toss to me. So somebody lied to me. Somebody lied on me. Some we, we, some of us call it backbite. Right. What's wrong with that? Right. Somebody lied to me. They're being untruthful. They're scandalizing my name. They're tarnishing my character. What? What am I gonna do? I, I'm. I'm gonna hold on to this. Right. So I, I'm. My hands are getting full now. Right. I, my hand. My hands are getting. So I'm. I'm gonna do this right here. What, what else you got? Abuse. Mm. Sometimes this can happen in our childhood. Right. Sometimes this can happen in adulthood. Sometimes it can be verbal abuse. Sometimes it can be mental abuse. Sometimes it can be a combination of both. right? And like I said, the things that we experience in our childhood can follow us and affect us into our adulthood. right? What else you got? Backbiting. Backbiting. Another one. Toss it to me. Backbiting. You're talking about me, but this is how we do it. We're going to chase after this one. I, I, I want to be offended, you know what I mean? Because I've grown accustomed to this. Catching things, catching offenses, right? I've I've grown accustomed to and comfortable being like this. I'm just holding on to everything. Something happened, something happens to come my way. This is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to hold on to it. What else you got? Insulted. insulted. Mm. Mm. Somebody insulted me. Not not just talked about me, but you're going to belittle me and you're going to insult me as well. You know what I mean? What, what else you got? Cheated on. Mm cheated on. That's a big one, right? And for some of us, that happens in relationships, right? Cheated on it—that's again, coincides with that violated trust, right? So now we got all these things that's adding on top of each other, and I ain't letting nothing go. I'm, I'm still holding on to all of this, and it's affecting my interpersonal relationships as I interact with everyone else, right? And this is how we look, walking around with our offenses, and we just won't let nothing go, right? We don't trust God, right? God says what? cast all of our cares, right? But we don't, we, we don't trust them. So we don't, our faith is not where it should be. So what we do, we hold on to these things, right? You got something else? What's that? Parental issues. Parental issues. Mm. So not just sibling issues, but now our, our parents done offended us, right? Our parents done pushed us to a point where we feel like we can never amount to anything because that's what we were told by them. Mm-hmm. Right, our parents talked down to us and never spoke life into us, and now we're at a point where we just feel like we don't even matter. Why bother? Why try? Right? What else we got in there? Ooh, spousal, round of space, spousal issues. Mm. So for some of us, it may not be none of this stuff, but for some of us, it's spousal issues, right? You know, some of us we've had all of these things from my spouse, right? You know, that, that, that's, that's a word I heard, right? We, we, we've had all of it, right? <laughs> we, we've had all of this from my spouse, right? This is the big one and all of these up under it, right? So spouse issues is a big one, you know? We don't have that relationship that we used to have with our spouses. Now we're at a different space, you know? Are we going to continue to hold on to these things or are we going to trust God at His Word? You know? What else you got? Stole from mm, me. Somebody, you got thieves out here. We got thieves out here. People that just want to steal and, and kill and rob and just take from me. I'm not going to let it go. What they took from me, I really value. You know what I mean? I really place my hard earned money and, and my time and effort or it has some sentimental value to it. You you, you can place no price tag on that. But they took it away from me anyways. You know? I don't have no more space. I'm gonna have to come to you. What else you got? Treated unfairly. Treat it unfairly, put that right there. Okay. All right. So for some of us, these offenses are given to us by those who are closest to us. Right? Because we ain't got no room to catch no more. So We have those who are closest to us to help keep us reminded, right? Keep us reminded of what we went through, right? Bro, you really gonna go there with her after she did that? You really gonna do that for him? You remember what he did last time, right? You remember what he did last time. Let's not go there again. Let's think about it, you know? They're gonna keep you reminded of what you used to do or, or what happened to you, you know? But, Hamilton, I really need your help. Let's go to the next slide. So this is how we look, right? Hold it on to all of these things. We, we hold it on to these offenses. All of these offenses are real, right? All of these are real. So Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, mm, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. But, but, but hold on. Wait a minute, God. Now you want to bring up my salvation. You know, now you want to bring up my salvation, even as God has forgiven you. So I'm supposed to forgive these people, forgive them for all of the stuff that they've done to me, just as I expected you to forgive me. Right. You see, I got DTL in red up there. That's, uh, for me, that's one of the, the, how can I say, these are one of the scriptures that I call difficult to live, right? It's easy to read, but it's difficult to live, you know? It's difficult to let these things go or cast these things to God when the person who offended me is right here. I can see them every single day. You know, I could see you every single day, but it's difficult to, to live, you know, but it's expected for us to let all bitterness and all wrath go, right? If If no one has told you yet, the feelings that you feel, they are valid, right? They are valid. I I don't I don't I don't want to be the person to say, you know what, you shouldn't feel that way. You know, no. No one should have hurt you the way that they did. Right. No one should have done the wrong things to you the way that they did. I'm not going to come up here and profess like I know why bad things happen to good people. I don't. We just happen to live in a world where good and evil can reside in the same space. Right. And sometimes bad things just happen to good people, right? But I want to say, yes, your feelings are valid. They are. And you may feel like I have a right to feel all of these ways, right? I have a right to have an offense or feel offended for all of this stuff. It's legit. You're right. It is. Holding on to these things, you do have a right to it without God, right? Without God, yes, you, you do have a right to hold on to it without God. But my question to you is, is it worth it? Is it, is it, is it worth it? So yes, your feelings are valid, but is it, is it worth it to hold on to these things, right? His, his word tells us to cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for us. Go to the next slide Hamilton. Romans 12:17 through 21 it says, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Some of us have the idea that, God, I just don't think you can get them back the way that I want them to be got back. You know what I mean? I don't think you can get them back really how I want them to be got back. But what we need to do is trust his word. He said vengeance is his, right? And he will repay. We know that he can't lie, so this is a, a a promise, right? He will repay, you know. But for us, we holding on to these things like we're gonna hurt the other person, right? It's it, holding on to these things, expecting it to hurt the other person, it's like drinking poison and waiting for someone else to die, right? We we drinking poison and expecting someone else to die by holding on to these things, thinking that we're gonna hurt the other person, but it doesn't work like that, right? So, when we refuse to cast our cares to God, essentially we're saying that we don't believe he's going to handle our hurt and disappointments and past uh past issues better than we can, so we're going choose to hold on to it right and the thing is we 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 fail to realize that at the end of the day we're the ones who are really suffering right we're the one I'm tired of holding these balls, you know. But we're the ones who are really suffering, right? So think about it. When we cast, it takes energy to cast, right? It takes energy. If you're out there fishing, you got to cast that line, right? It, ta- it takes energy and effort to, to cast something, right? So when you're casting, it's, it's essentially an act of faith, okay? It's an act of faith. Do you trust God to deal with those who hurt you? Do you really trust that he's going to deal with them who hurt you? And we must relinquish control. We must relinquish control to God and trust him. But even, even if we find ourselves not being able to cast, he gives us another option. Okay, He gives us another option. And like I said, to cast, like I could, I could cast, but some things I can't cast because it's just too close to my heart. All right. It's just too, like like these balls. Are I, I can't cast it because it's too close to my heart. Right. But these are ones in my hand. I can could, I could cast all day. But let's go to the next slide, Hampton. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, this Hebrews twelve one and two. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with the endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So initially, we we're talking about casting, right? But now we see that there are some things that weigh us down that's not even sin, right? So the stuff that I'm holding right now, it weighs me down, and it's not it's not my sin. It's stuff that happened to me, right? So we must do what the word says, lay aside every weight. So if I can't cast, if I just don't have the energy or don't want to put forth the effort to to, to cast it, lay aside every weight, let it go. Right? Let it, just, just, just let it go. And if I was to go outside and run with all of those balls in my hand from one point to another, I cannot reach my full potential. Right? I cannot run as fast as I need to because I'm holding on to all of this weight. Right? So if I just let it go, now I can reach my fullest potential and I can use my arms the way that they're designed to be used, you know, because I'm no longer holding on to this weight that I'm not designed to hold on to, right? So God tells us to cast it to him. If you can't cast it to him, now just let it go. Lay aside every weight and every sin that ensnares you. Why? So you can run with endurance the race that is set before you. Every one of us has a race that's set before us, right? We all have a race that's set before us. How you continue to the finish line, that's going to be on how you conduct your life. Will you hold on to things that you're not meant, that you're not designed to hold on to, or will you cast your cares over to the Lord? Will you just let this stuff go, you know, and let God take care of it for you, you know? So, God told me to cast my cares. Like I said, some things I just can't let go because it's too close to me. So, the Hebrew writer tells us to let it go. Let go of that weight. So, I understand that God yearns for me to let it go, but it's ultimately my choice. It's my choice. It's his desire, but it's my choice to let it go. Right. So he wants me to let it go, but it's my choice. Everyone say my choice. My choice. It's my choice whether or not to let it go. Let's go to the next slide. Philippians 3, 12, 14, it says, not that I have already attained. Paul said, don't think I got it all figured out. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, do not count myself. I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, what? Forgetting, right? Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus, right? So he, he let go of the stuff that happened to him in the past, right? All this stuff on the shipwreck, the beatings and all, he let it go and focused on Jesus, right? Focused on Christ. So you see, I have press on, right? That's what we must do. Press on in red. And then in big red letters, CM, right? So in the military, phonetically, is Charlie Mike, right? Charlie Mike, shorthand for continued mission don't allow what happens to you to stop you from continuing your mission to press on towards christ jesus right so the one thing that we can i guess help us is pressing on right and i want us all to remember one thing from this fixed focus okay fixed focus you have to have fixed focus you have to have your focus fixed somewhere else other than those who are offending you right you have to have fixed focus. Let's go to the next slide, Hampton. Proverbs four twenty-five to 27, it says, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Fixed focus, right? Fixed focus, now, I will intentionally to allow the things that used to bother me to now draw me closer to Christ. Right? Because I know without him, I cannot reach my fullest potential because I will hold on to these things. Right? These offenses are going to come. We know that they're going to come. In, in Luke 17, we read, offenses are going to come. How we respond to them, that's our business. Right? That, that That's determined upon us. That's our choice. How we respond to it. But we know Offenses are going to come. So when they come, how are we going to react? Is our focus going to be fixed on those who are offending us or is our focus going to be fixed on Jesus? Right. He wants it. Right. He being Christ. God, let him have it. He wants it. Let him have it. Just give it to him. Let him have it. I'm not sitting up at night stressing anymore. Right. I'm not sitting up at night angry anymore. I'm not getting headaches. Because I'm just so stressed out because people are offending me day in and day out. Right. I'm not getting stressed out about how I'm being treated. Right. I just give it to God and let it go. I give it to him and let it go. He don't sleep. Let him sit up and deal with it. Right. He said vengeance is his and he will repay. I trust him at his word so he can have it. Right. I've realized the battle is not mine to fight. Right. I've had to and we have to relinquish control over to God. We don't have the power nor the authority to fix everything that goes wrong in our lives, right? But we are in connection, we are in a relationship with one who does, right? So I trust God at his word and I focus on things that are of Christ. Let's go to the next slide, Hamilton. Philippians 4, 4 correction, eight through nine, it says, finally, brethren, whatever, this is how I fix my focus. This is what I'm going to dwell on now, right? Whatever things that are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Do we believe this? Do we believe this? Right? The peace that surpasses all understanding is real. It's real. People will look at you and see how you're handling situations. One where without God you would lose your mind. Like you will go off, you know. For some of us, our, our first instinct is not to pray, but to cuss, right? You know. So so we start cussing and fussing, not not curse, but cuss, you know. So you start you start cussing, you, you start cussing folks out because that's what's your first mind, right? But we have to renew our minds, right? We have to renew our minds to let go of that old man, right? Let go of the, those old ways and now be fixed, focused on Christ, right? Be fixed, focused on Christ. And now the things that used to faze us no longer phases us. You know, the things that we used to be offended by no longer offends us, you know, because now I got someone I can give these offenses to. Now I got someone who actually wants to carry these things. I don't want to carry these things because it's restricted me from reaching my maximum potential. I want to give it away if I don't have the energy, if I don't have the effort, if I don't want to put forth the effort to just cast it now, I could just let it go, right? Because at the end of the day, I know it's weighing me down, you know? I know it's weighing me down. So Christ, he is that ultimate example of fixed focus, right? He went through so much, right? He's out here trying to do his Father's will, but yet he's constantly being haunted as if he's some kind of animal because he's out here doing his, his Father's will. So People, the Jews, think that he's blasphemous, right? He's blaspheming the name of God. Who is he to say he can forgive sin, right? He was born in a manger, you know? This man, he's not of God, but he's proclaiming himself to be. He must be stopped. He must be put to death. we got too many people that's following him, you know? we got too many people that's following him, but yet he had fixed focus, you know? We saw in the Garden of Gethsemane where his human side was shown more than ever, right? He's praying earnestly to his father, let this cup pass. But if there's no other way, I'm going to drink from this cup. You know, I'm going to drink from it because I got fixed focus on you. Is that how we are with Christ today? Do we have just as much fixed focus on on Christ in our lives like he did his father back in those times, you know? Because at the end of the day, it's going to matter. It's going to matter whether or not we have fixed focus or not, because as we travel this life's journey. it'll show what we have fixed focus on. Will we allow these offenses to continue to get us, continue to hold us down, continue to weigh us down and restrict us from our fullest potential? Or will we cast it away? Will we just let it go? You know, but one thing we can't do it's continue to hold on to it, amen? Because we know it's not going to do anything but slow us down. We know it's not going to do anything but hinder us or stifle us from growing, right? So these things cause us to put up walls, you know? Like I said before, what we once thought we were doing to protect ourselves was, in fact, imprisoning us, you know? that you put up walls all around you, you're not going to go far. You know, you're going to be stuck right there in that same spot until you tear down these walls, right? And that's the only way we can do it is with Christ. The only way. Because if we try to do it on our own, we're going to fail each and every time. We're going to fail each and every time because we're trying to do it of our own will, you know? So we have to give it to someone who knows more. Give it to someone who has the power and the authority to actually do something about it, you know because while we're holding on to these things, the person who cheated on me, right, the person who hurt my feelings, they're going on with their lives. Right? They're not phased by what they did to you. matter of fact, they probably forgot about what they did to you, or maybe didn't even realize what they did to you. you know They didn't realize it. But nonetheless, it still hurts you. It still made you feel some type of way. You know, now I'm not saying that the way you feel is invalid, but I'm just saying that they're going on with their lives. They're happy, go lucky. They're living their lives to the best. But us, we're still stuck in this rut, in this place where we cannot move forward because we put up walls because somebody hurt my feelings. So I'm going to put up walls. I'm never going to allow myself to get close to anyone because I don't want to give anyone or... I don't want to give you the power to hurt me again. We've been cheated on. right? We've been insulted. We've been treated unfairly. These things can keep us steadfast in our place and not moving forward as long as we allow them to. Right? The moment we make up in our minds to give all of these things to Christ, to cast them away, to let it go that's going to be the moment we can we can begin to move forward right we can begin to move forward towards our purpose move forward towards our call but as long as we hold on to these things we're not going to go far at all right we're not going to go far at all i'm almost finished so that peace that surpasses all understanding like i said it's real and our focus should be like christ should be like paul who was focused on those above him, right? So I want you to take away three things from this message, right? One, cast your cares upon the Lord. Cast your cares upon the Lord. It it takes effort, it takes energy, but he says he wants it, so cast it to him, let him have it. Two, if you don't have the energy to cast it, just let it go. It requires no energy, just let it go, you know? it does not make you any less of a person it does not make you weak it does not make you uh insignificant it does not invalidate the way that you felt you need to move on with your life doing these things casting your cares upon the lord letting stuff go it's for you it's for you it's not to let the other person think that they won let the other person think that they got away with anything they're not getting away with anything vengeance is his Says the Lord. Right. So he will repay. So they didn't get away with anything. This is for you. This is so you can continue to move towards your purpose, continue to move towards your goal, continue to move towards your calling. But we will never reach that potential if we continue to hold on to these things and be steadfast in our place. Right. So one, cast it away. Two, if you can't cast it away. Just let it go. And three. Trust God. Trust God, because at the end of the day, it's all about trust. Right? Do you trust God that He's going to repay for you feeling some type of way or, or you being offended? Right? Do you believe that He's going to repay on your behalf? If you don't, you're going to continue to hold these things until the day you die. But if you truly, if, if you truly trust Him, if you truly believe Him at His word, then you're going to give it to Him. You're going to let Him have it. You know, He says He wants it. Let Him have it. Let Him have it. Right? So, did y'all get some? Did y'all get some today? Did y'all get some? Okay. One is what? Cast our cares, right? Two is what? Let it go. And three is what? Trust God. Cast the cares. Let it go. And trust God. Amen. So, when y'all leave today. Somebody asked you what you learned in, in service. What we talked about. Cash the cares, let it go, and trust God. Amen? Amen. Hamilton, let's go to the next slide. It don't take much. It does not take much, but the effort has to be there. The desire has to be there. We must do this, not selfishly, but so that way we can continue to move towards our purpose and our call in the Lord. Amen? Because essentially, us holding on to this stuff is saying that we don't have faith in God and believe in what he said he's going to do, right? We don't trust him. So let's exercise our faith and trust him, you know? That faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, it's going to wither away, right? But the more you exercise it, the more you demonstrate that you can rely and lean on God, the stronger that faith is going to be. Now, you may not want to start off with big things such as these. This may be huge things to you, right? People hurting your feelings. This may be monumental in your life, you know? So you may want to start off with something smaller, you know. Trust God to get you from point A to point B at the end of your day. Right? You see that you made it to the house safe, okay, cool. God, you did that. Let's 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 move on to something bigger. God, you provided a way out of what seemed to be no way. You know? God, you did something bigger. Now, I know you've done all of these things in my life. I can trust you to let this stuff go and let you carry it for me. Right? I can trust you that you're gonna repay. Not that I'm wishing evil on anyone. But you say you're gonna repay. I'm gonna let it go and let you do your business, right? And uh, there's there's uh, a lady, an actress named Tabitha Brown, right? Every time she does a video, at the end, she says, "I hope you have a good day." But even if you can't, don't you dare go mess up nobody else's. Yeah. Don't you dare go mess up nobody else's. But that's how we can be. Just like when I got close to him to get that last offense. Some of us are hurt too. You know, hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not a cliche. And then you have some who misery loves company. You know? So they hurt. They want to remind you of your hurt and they want to wallow in hurt together. We're going to be hurt together. You know? Let's not let those people stifle our faith. Let's not let those people continue to um, how can I say, not allow us to grow in our faith. Right? Because it's all about proximity. If these people are close enough to us, then they can keep us reminded of that past hurt. You know, whoever it may be. It can be a co-worker, it can be a sibling, it can be your parents. You know, these people have past of their own. They have their own issues that they have to work out between them and God. You have your issues that you got to work out between you and God. You know, but one thing we must not do is allow our issues to come in between us and God. Right. So the Bible teaches us if we want to make Jesus. That one who we can cast our cares to. Right. Who can carry this thing for us. We must hear. Right. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then we take a step up that ladder and go to believe. Right? In John 3.16, the Bible so says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Right? Then after we believe, we must repent. Right? We read in Acts chapter 17, verse 30, it says, truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, or another translation, God winked at, right? But now commands all men, everywhere, to repent. After we repent, we must confess. In Romans ten, nine, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Then after we confess, we must be baptized. Amen. In Acts 2 chapter 38, we read that Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of who? Jesus Christ, right? For the remission of sin, that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then after we've done all of that, we must live faithfully to death, right? In Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2, it says, I perceive you therefore, brethren, by the mercies. Of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you prove that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So today, this is your chance. You've been given a chance, a chance to hear a portion of God's word. Now you have a choice to make. Now you have a choice. Your choice to move on that word of God. Your choice to obey Christ. Or your choice to continue in your ways. Separated from them. You have a choice. A choice was illustrated for you to hold on to these things and be in prison and not reach your full or maximum potential. Or you can choose to cash your cares. You got options. You can cash the cares or you can just let it go. At the end of the day, we need to move forward. Amen. So please stand for invitational song and prayer. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate it.